So, hey, if you're looking for a new out-of-the-box snack to try, expand your snacking repertoire with Mymo Mochi Ice Cream. Mymo Mochi Ice Cream is a fusion of premium ice cream wrapped in traditional sweet rice mochi dough, giving snackers a colorful and flavorful new way to snack. Mymo Master Mochi Makers make sweet rice dough from the best ingredients to create a magnificent mochi outside. Inside the pillowy, sweet mochi exterior is milky, melty premium ice cream. The result, a majestic marriage of mesmerizing flavors that'll make you say more. My Mo Mochi Ice Cream is made from real ingredients, gluten-free, 110 calories each, and is naturally portion controlled. My Mo Mochi Ice Cream is available in a variety of flavors, including sweet mango, one of my favorites, cookies and cream, one of my favorites, double chocolate, also one of my favorites, green tea, also one of my favorites, salted caramel, and ripe strawberry. Get ready to blow your mouth's mind with My Mo Mochi Ice Cream. Find your favorite at a grocer near you. Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. Yes, and we are back. Welcome to another episode of WTF, Where's the Food? My name is Nick. Thank you guys again for listening each and every week. I truly appreciate it. This would be episode number 28. This is a big one, too, and it's all for a great cause. We'll get into detail in just a little bit. Of course, you can follow me on social media at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E, Twitter, Facebook, and the most important, Instagram, and of course, a great website available to you, too, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com, links, recipes, photos, everything we talk about on every episode up there for you. Make sure you check it out, thefoodie.com. Of course, you can listen to WTF, Where's the Food, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and download Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. If you do listen to WTF, Where's the Food on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a review on there. And of course, you can listen to full episodes of WTF, Where's the Food right now on thefoodie.com. And before I run down episode number 28, just some housekeeping. Season one of WTF, Where's the Food is coming to an end on episode 30, which will be released on May 8th. It's going to be a great one. I will be back in September for season two, but I'm going to do a summer summer beach house kind of thing. More details on that sometime in July. But season one is coming to an end. May 8th will be the final episode for this season. We'll be back in September, though. Don't you worry. So let's run down episode number 28. Going to be talking everything Taste of the Nation, South Florida's Taste of the Nation event happening this Friday, February 27th at Ice Palace Film Studios. You want to be there if you don't have tickets. It's an amazing event, and it's all for a great cause to benefit No Kid Hungry. And got a full studio for this one. Going to be talking to Andy from No Kid Hungry. He is the senior manager of culinary events. Also, Chef Alex from Temple Street Eatery. And, of course, Chef Caesar from Fuck Yeah. All amazing individuals. Going to talk to each one and get to know them. Plus, we're also going to jump in and talk Everything Taste of the Nation, South Florida's Taste of the Nation. I am hosting. It is going to be an amazing event. You want to get out there. Tickets still available. I got a link on the website, thefoodie.com, but you want to be there. It's happening Friday at Ice Palace Film Studios. It's going to be amazing. One of my favorite events all year happening this Friday, South Florida's Taste of the Nation, April 27th. Also going to do some food news. David Chang, his famous slam sauce, is going nationwide. Ben & Jerry's has a new flavor out. You can only get it at one location. I'll tell you what that is. And box spirits are now a thing, plus so much more. And the food porn of the week this week from At Cheat Day Eats, At Cheat Day Eats. And, of course, the cocktail of the week this week brought to you by Bonefish Grill. So what do you say? Let's kick off episode number 28 with my conversation with Andy 
Alex, and Caesar for South Florida's Taste of the Nation. So we got a full house in studio today, and I'm happy about it. We got Caesar from Fuck Yeah. What's up? Is that how you say it? You can say, well, you say Fuck Yeah, but, you know, people, <laughs> people, people call it Fuck Yeah. <laughs> we got Andy from No Kid Hungry. Andy, say what up. How's it going, guys? And, of course, we got Alex from Temple Street Eatery. Did I get that right? You got I that did. right. And we're all here today for, for a great cause to talk about South Florida's Taste of the Nation. And we'll get to that in a second. But before, I want to talk to Caesar and Alex and Andy. And then we'll just kind of connect the dots. And first, I want to talk to Alex for a little bit. Um, how did you kind of get into the whole cooking thing? Um, my family has been in the business down here in South Florida about 52 uh, years. My grandfather started South 8th Street. With Juan's Manor House, we started moving slowly northward. My aunt has Christina Juan's Manor House in Fort Lauderdale, and we went to I went to uh, FIU's Chaplin School of Hospitality Management. A little shout out to them, great school. That's where I actually met my business partner Diego Ng, um, Venezuelan Chinese, and we just connected. We had a great vibe, and we opened Temple Street Eatery. And actually, from from FIU, we also worked with Andy as well. Andy and I have done some major catering. Some funny, some funny stories we have through catering. <laughs> <clears throat> we won't share those, but yeah, they involve a, uh, a police car and ambulance. But anyway, we'll leave it at there. No, but uh, a rabbi walking over me as I'm laying on the ground bleeding. Not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> rabbi goes, "You're blessed. It's Sunday. Let's go." You know? um, no, but uh, then we opened Temple Street Eatery. But ever since FIU, you know, uh, went with Chef Allen, who's a uh, Chef Emeritus, I think, with the program with with Taste of the Nation, you know, we've uh, saw that there was a need that one in six children in America, even our own backyard, um, go to sleep hungry if there's no food. And uh, so, of course, it was a great way to to get to know the chefs. It was a great way to help out the community and to you know get our, get in the community to fight hunger. And I mean, we're in a restaurant business. You know, we we. Our goal is that you leave full and happy, mm-hmm. and then the fact that kids are not full and happy. I mean, that's that's our part of our responsibility. Did you always know you wanted to be a chef, even though it's been in your family forever? Um, Would they kill you if you were not a chef? No, definitely. They they actually wanted me not to do this. Uh, I remember the first day I walked into the kitchen, my dad was like, "Why are you here?" You know. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I was going to go and do medicine. Okay, um, medicine. Asian, in medicine, Asian medicine, you know, operating things. And now I, I'm a surgeon. I, I operate on two fish usually <laughs> about a week and uh, a few pieces of pork butt and uh, some chicken breast. You know, we do the whole breast thing, you know. Um, so, you know, that's that's what, where our passion is definitely there to be hospitable and cook and create and, you know, with Diego and, and, you know, grow Temple Street. And it's a great little uh, restaurant in downtown Fort Lauderdale if anyone's ever in the area. Come so if by. no one's been, how would you describe it to them? We are, uh, the goal was to enlighten your palate okay. uh, through Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, street food and comfort food. No, I've never said that before. Um, but yeah, it's uh, really there for comfort food, ramen bowls, uh, rice bowls, sandwich salad, all Asian inspired. And uh, we're just there to, you know, again, feed you, make you happy and, you know, have to Do you have a favorite uh, item on the menu? I do. I like to mix and match. So okay. I take our bean bot bowl. Uh, we don't serve it in a, uh, a stone bowl. We serve it for safety reasons, you know. Uh, <laughs> caution it hot, you know. But no, we uh, we serve it in a plastic bowl, in a, in a melamine bowl. But I take that rice bowl that's got a fried egg, braised mushrooms, pickled vegetables, 
And uh, I mixed that with our bagogi bowl, which is actually our top seller. Uh, shredded beef, carrots, onions, scallions, all sautéed in a wok. And I put that together with our bibimbap sauce. I think I sold Andy on that. I don't think Andy's ever <laughs> looked back. So. <laughs> I did last Friday. Where else are you eating besides, like when you have a day off or a night off? Um, definitely some places in, in, in fuck yeah, you know, it was great. Awesome. In, in, I was going to say, if you've been to fuck yeah before, you know? Yes. I mean, Caesar does a great job down there. Um, we, we go to, uh, Danny donuts in Hollywood for a good breakfast and a good donuts, even okay. though we've got some mojo donuts here, uh, you know, but, um, Danny's a great place for breakfast, um, for Japanese, uh, late night, you know, there's really not much of a late night dining. I mean, mm-hmm. us chefs, we get out of the restaurant at 11, 12 o'clock, and it's either, you know, Denny's, a Diner, Lester's, uh, McDonald's, drive through Taco Bell. So we're trying to find those other places. And in Broward, we've really got Marumi over on University and Sunrise. We go there, or we go for some good old Chinese hole in the wall at uh, Dragon City near the Hard Rock. Of course, it'd be near the casino, you know, all the <laughs> Asians. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's far and few for, for late night dining. So, And you're, you're a teacher, I understand. Uh, I do at my spare time that I don't have. Uh, <laughs> none of us have, but, you know, owning a restaurant and everything. But, you know, with the great team that we have, I'm blessed that I do have time to go back to FIU. And uh, this semester was uh, intro to hospitality. So it's always good to give back, to get a new perspective on what that generation or, you know, schools got going on. Dean Chang over there with the school uh, has got a great culinary not program, but some classes, some beer classes, wine classes. I mean, come on, you're going to school, and your electives are let's see, beer making. I like it. Wine drinking or pairing, uh, baking pastries, cooking one and two. I mean, you really can't, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's like you can't complain. You no. can't skip school for that. And if, you know, if you're going to class, you're like, hi, you're going to try twelve wines today. Oh, Fine. <laughs> if if you do skip school that day, what are you doing anyway? It's the same exactly. thing. You know, it's true. You're, you're you're happy right. hour at the house. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I want to talk to Caesar for a little bit. So you're from you're from originally from Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. Did you always know you wanted to become a chef? Not really. So I started cooking, uh, I guess, out of necessity. Okay. So I was born in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, my parents they moved to the states in uh, 1987 at that time Colombia was going through some hardships mm-hmm. and you know the whole drug thing so we came and then um, we made home in uh, New Jersey okay and at that time my parents had two jobs so they were working two full-time jobs and uh, I'm, I'm the older one so I had to take so you were the cook you right so then when my mom went to work she used to just like after school she used to leave me like a list of directions, instructions, and like, you, you know, you got to make this. So then like that, by the time uh, my dad came home, then we all had food. What kind of things were you making? Uh, I was making like uh, arroz, um, beans, plantains, like very Colombian food, like mm-hmm. um, uh, pollo al vapor, uh, papas chorreadas, like, you know, very traditional Colombian dishes. And when did you fall in love with like the Vietnamese cuisine? Well, that came later on. That that started to happen when I was in Houston. So I actually moved to Houston, and I lived in Houston, like, for five years. And Houston has, like, the uh, third largest population of Vietnamese mm-hmm. in that city. And there's so many Vietnamese restaurants. And then I just remember just going there and then, you know, just fell in love with all those flavors. And then when I moved to, to Miami, 
that's where I met my better half. <laughs> <laughs> and she she actually, uh, she's half Vietnamese, half German. Okay. And then just, you know, going to her mom's house. Then I was and then you guys opened the pop-up. Love. Right. So, yeah, we opened the pop-up like in uh, 2010 or 11. We actually were the first pop-up restaurant in Miami. Mm-hmm. So we opened that. And when we decided to do something, you know, one of the things that I missed so much from Houston was the Vietnamese food. Mm-hmm. Here in Miami, you don't find that much. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her, I'm like, look, you know what? Let's do, um, if we're going to do something, let's do like a Vietnamese street food concept. So we went with it and, you know, it was amazing. And why why the, the decision to kind of do a pop-up before you would open like a standalone restaurant? Well, same thing. The pop-up was also out of necessity. Okay. So all these different things happened because uh, at that point we, we had um, a, little blue, uh, a little bar. It was mm-hmm. called the Blue Piano. And our partnership went sour. So then after that, uh, we were unemployed. We lost some money, and then we, we, the only options we had was either to to uh, get out of Miami, go somewhere else, find another job, or stay here. But then uh, we were applying for jobs, and we we're not getting any. You know, mm-hmm. people were saying, "No, you're too overqualified." You know, for what you were looking, because I was, at that time I just wanted to cook. Yeah, I just wanted to go back to the kitchen and be a cook. So then finally uh, came through this idea, started reading. Uh, different pop-ups that were happening in in LA and in London, and then I told Annie, I'm like, "Yo, you know what? I think I think we can stay in Miami. Let's do a pop-up." And the first thing she's like, "What is that? You're crazy." <laughs> so I'm like, "No, trust me. <laughs> we're gonna make this happen." <laughs> so then um, we started looking for spaces. People thought we were crazy because at that point, you know, we were going to places and asking them to lend us bar their kitchen, the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for off for dinner. Only. Yeah. In their off hours, and and we'll cook. And they were like, "What are you? What are you gonna do? You're gonna take over my restaurant and cook at night? Like, you guys are crazy! Like, fuck no!" So it took us a while to convince. Finally, we convinced this this lady, and she gave us a chance. And then we opened Fuck Yeah, or Fuck Yeah, and the rest is history. Well, then then you guys you did the pop up, you shut it down, you did the federal for a little bit, right? right? We did the federal. The federal was open for five years. And then after that, we open uh, Fuck Yeah. So for someone who's never been, if they've been living on their rock, never been to Fuck Yeah, how would you explain it? So Fuck Yeah is actually a pretty cool spot. You know, once you walk in, you feel like you're in the, uh, the ideas that you feel like in uh, 1950s in Saigon. Mm-hmm. So you're walking through the streets of Saigon. If you walk up to the main dining room, you'll see uh, the, the walls are very rustic. There's numbers. Um, you know, the decor, the design is very... Uh, uh, mid modern century, and the food is a combination of Vietnamese and Cajun. So it's like all these different flavors. You know the the delicious things that Vietnamese cuisine has, like the spices, lemongrass, uh, chilies, uh, fish sauce, especially. Mm-hmm. And then we combine the Cajun elements, the Andouille sausage, same thing, heat, uh, pork, uh, all these different things. And then we just merge everything together, and then we have this delicious thing called uh, Via Cajun. And what's your favorite item on the menu? I know uh, you eat one particular thing. I don't know if that's your favorite. So what is what is it? What do you think it is? Man, I, you ate it in front of me the other day. I can't think of it. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I remember what it was. It was the octopus. There you no, go, no, the no. octopus. That's when I'm trying to behave. But okay. if I'm going to misbehave, <laughs> uh, one of the dishes I like the most is the our Cajun wok. Okay. And what it is, is like a seafood boil. It's like a crawfish boil. So what we do is that we take all those same ingredients. Like uh, we do it with either shrimp, crab, or you, uh, clams, or you can do uh, a mix. Mm-hmm. 
and then we mix it with andouille sausage, potatoes, corn. We add uh, lemongrass, chilies, garlic butter, uh, fresh herbs, crispy shallot and garlic, and uh, it's just so delicious. That's amazing. And so you're on the uh, advisory council for No Kid Hungry, right? Right. So why did you feel the need that you needed to become a part of this? Uh, it's funny because actually Annie, Annie asked me today, Annie is, is my wife, and she was like, why are you so passionate? You know, what is it about this charity that you're so passionate versus mm-hmm. the other ones that you have been part of? And I told her, you know, ever since I got involved in this, you know, this is so important to me because, you know, when I was, when I was young, I was actually one of those kids. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times uh, we're immigrants. We didn't have, my parents didn't have a lot of money. They were working two jobs to make sure that, you know, we were going to school and, and eating Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were times that we just didn't know what was coming next. So there was times mm-hmm. that we didn't have breakfast or we didn't have dinner. So for me, like, I know what, what is that struggle that kids are going to. So now that, you know, I'm an adult, I guess. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes um, I want to I wanna do something good, you know. And, and for me, this is something that's very close to me and that I can relate. So that's why it's so important. And I want to bring in Andy in the conversation now because – you know, they're having this great event, South Florida's Taste in the Nation, April 27th, Ice Palace Studios. Andy, tell people that have never, ever experienced Taste the Nation why they should attend this event. Oh, the, the easiest way to put it is we've got 60 of South Florida's best food and wine and mixologists and brewers all under one roof mm-hmm. raising funds for a great cause. I mean, I mean, it's an amazing event. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Last year, when I you had me host, it was my first time. And you're hosting again this and year. And I'm hosting this year, but it was my first time going, and I loved it. I said it's one of my favorite events all year, hands down. Yeah, it's it really is, and we we're really lucky and privileged. Um, we produce these events across the entire country. Actually, um, as we're sitting here taping the the podcast <laughs> tonight is New York City. Yeah, I saw they were on the Today Show exactly. promoting they, it. Uh, they were on the Today mm-hmm. Show uh, yesterday promoting the event and actually promoting Taste of the Nation across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a really a roller coaster ride for our team. We've had back-to-back events all leading up to it. But touching on something that Alex mentioned, this is one that's really close to home. Um, Alex and I actually met at Taste of the Nation. We were both students at FIU, but we got dragged into volunteering one year. Um, all I remember is just a lot of running around and craziness. And at the end of the night, loading, um, all the, the leftover items that needed to go back to FIU into Alex's tiny little car, which I still don't know how we got that stuff back to the university. <laughs> little, little what car was it? Little Toyota Yaris. Okay. Yaris. Yeah, we could have made a commercial, I swear. The, the little white egg that still runs on batteries. Um, yeah, so it, it really, that this is the event that strikes back to home. Um, I grew up down in South Florida. Went to FIU, got a chance to really see this event as from a volunteer and then now leading it uh, through No Kid Hungry. It, it really gives me a different perspective in the way that I want the event to flow mm-hmm. from the day that we load into the event until the last person is gone that night. Mm-hmm. And the biggest piece of that is the chef community. And Chef Allen, he was the, the godfather of this, this event. I mean, mm-hmm. he started this 30 years ago and has done... For, for so many years, it's such a great job of bringing the best of the culinary talent. And now that we've sort of passed the torch on to Timon Ballou as the new chef chair, mm-hmm. I, a couple of years ago, Timon and I sat down and said, okay, who's that, that new batch of new blood that mm-hmm. we're going to bring into the event? And we just started going through our, our list and seeing who were the people that we wanted. And right away, he mentioned Caesar. I mentioned Alex, uh, Diego from Temple Street. We brought Paula De Silva from Burlock Host on and um, really built a group that 
is dedicated to helping us end childhood hunger and driving this event and making it a bigger splash within the community. Mm-hmm. For, for 30 years, it's been here. And the biggest thing is we want more and more people in our local community to know and be aware of it. Yeah. And this event gets bigger every year. So what's, what's better this year from last year? Well, to start off, we're at a brand new venue. We're at uh, yeah. Ice Palace Studios, which is just north of downtown and just south of Wynwood, uh, right off of 95 and really accessible. But the, the biggest part about this is the event space itself. Mm-hmm. Last year, we launched a speakeasy at Taste of the Nation. We had six mixologists come in and do craft cocktails, which, as we all know, are the biggest thing right now. Mm-hmm. So we, we were really trying to build off of that. And this event space really lends itself to it. It's got a great foyer opening with some uh, exposed wooden beams that, that give it that dark tone and cool. feel that we want for a speakeasy. And what's your favorite part of the event in general? Um, oh, that's a, that's a good question. It, I think you, you ask me for a different event, I'll give you a different answer. Each one <laughs> has its own things. Yeah. I, I would say for this one, um, probably about 10 minutes before doors open, uh, Timon, Alan, and I will gra- gather all the chefs up at the front of the stage and we'll talk to them a little bit. Uh, about why they're there and some of the things that we're doing and just to see everyone's excitement and to see the collection of talent that we have in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell my colleagues all the time, I'll put our lineup of 60 restaurants up against any other event across the country. And I'll, mm-hmm. I, I say we've got probably one of the best lineups. And I'll go around the room. What's your favorite part of the event, Alex? Um, of course, it is to uh, really end childhood hunger that, that all these people. Um, the real reason why we're there. Well, the real exactly the real reason why we're there, but also really that, like Andy said, that the fact that all these chefs, I mean, they don't send their sous chefs, they don't send. They their, go on a Friday. They night. go on a Friday night. They leave their restaurant and their kitchens, and we all go into this one room and pr- just give a, the best food we can. I mean, you can't, that, that ticket's almost pretty much priceless in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Any and every the best chefs, best of the best, from Broward and Dade all in one room for one cause and childhood hunger. And it takes, it takes Andy and his team a lot to, to get all the chefs there. We're really appreciative that they're there. And again, like we said, it's a Friday night for you to leave your baby alone <laughs> and you yourself come. I mean, it, it's amazing. How about for you, Caesar? For me is uh, when uh, Chef Timon goes up in stage and starts to belly dance. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a secret? <laughs> yeah. so that, you that, be that, there so you can see it. That's the VIP ticket. That's the VIP ticket. Exactly. You have to buy those tickets. If not, you're, you're going to miss uh, Timon dancing. And both of you, do you guys know what you're making for the event yet? We're doing uh, a Togarashi um, seared salmon with a wasakaka sauce. Wasakaka sauce. Wasakaka sauce. Which How about is, you, Caesar? A crispy fish salad with onions, tomatoes, uh, lemongrass, kefir, lime, fish sauce. The event, Andy, getting back to there's an auction part of it, too, When if you do go to this event, right? Actually, we, we got rid of the auction this oh, you year. Oh, you got the wine door still? We, we're doing the wine door, so okay. we, uh, we changed things up a little bit this okay. year. I'll, just to give some background on the wine door, uh, we spend the better part of about six months producing this event. And mm-hmm. during the lead-up, everyone on the committee starts collecting wine. And we end up tallying well over 120 bottles of wine. Uh, the value ends up being somewhere between $2,000 to $2,500. Um, we've got 150 keys that we will sell at the entrance to the event. One of those 150 keys will open a door, and the person who unlocks this door will take home all the wine. 
So it's amazing. So we, make sure you don't have a Yaris, all right? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you win, we will put it in an Uber. I will gladly, I will gladly pay for an Uber for someone to take the wine. Uh, it's currently sitting in my in-laws' living room, so we will, we'll, we'll gladly move it quickly. And there's some good stuff in there. There are, yeah. There's, there's some great, great wine in there. And then I'll also add that Breakthrough Beverage, who's our beverage sponsor for the event, they generously donate some wine into this uh, lot as well. So. Um, that's a, that's a big piece of mm -hmm. our fundraising at taste of the nation. And then in addition to that, uh, most events for years do these silent auctions or live mm -hmm. auctions. And the thing is that, that not everyone gets a chance to participate in this. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do something a little different where anyone in the room gets a chance to participate, okay. whether it's the wealthiest individual in the room, or it's a staff person from one of the restaurants that wants to get involved and, and help donate. So we've created a giving tree where we're going to hang 70 apples from a tree. Every apple has a different value. They're, they'll range from $125 from uh, the lower base apples all the way up to 750 for our golden apples. Mm -hmm. Whatever you donate or, or access to one of these apples, you're going to get the equal or greater value in a gift certificate to one of the 60 plus restaurants that awesome. are at the event. So it's, it's a great opportunity to, to give and get at the event, uh, there's also some really great travel packages that are mixed in there. Mm -hmm. So one lucky person could literally give $125 and walk away with a three-night stay at the Ritz-Carlton in Fort Lauderdale and dinner for two at Burlock Coast for two nights. I mean, you, you can't incredible. beat that. Yeah. And there's an after party to this all. So we, we continue the party we like after the party. The we after like, party like in the true party. Miami fashion, in, pretty in, much. In true Miami fashion, you can't have an event and not have an after party. <laughs> Just like the party, you know. <laughs> I know. You guys are undercover partiers. <laughs> so we are uh, our, our friends at our house in Wynwood, Rocco and Owen, are opening up their backyard to us once again. If you guys weren't there last year, I know Alex and I uh, hung out there for quite a bit after the event was over. It's a great opportunity to come out, hang out, and the see the chefs in a different manner. The chefs mm -hmm. now are unwinding. They're, they've had a long day of working and, and being behind tables. And now they just get to, to sit back, have a couple of drinks, play some life-size beer pong. <laughs> uh, I think Timon is probably still out there playing from last year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's a great, great overall party. And Rocco, like I said, Rocco and Owen do a great job of of hosting that for us and, and there's the, still people can still get tickets right tickets are still available yeah so we have tickets for the event are available at nokidhungry.org slash south florida they start off at 150 dollars, which again for for a couple it's that's a date night and now mm -hmm. you're getting 60 of south florida's best restaurants well i'm looking forward to the event guys thank you guys so much for coming in and you can still get tickets right now i got a link on the website thefoodie.com and if you use the code foodie 15 F-O-O-D-E-15, you get 10% off. See you guys on Friday. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. A big thanks to Andy, Alex, and Caesar for coming on the show. Make sure you get tickets. South Florida's Taste of the Nation happening this Friday, April 27th at Ice Palace Films Studio. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to be Instagram envy when all your friends are there and posting pictures of this such an amazing event. And it, you know what? It all goes to a great cause. Before we jump into food news, here's a word from one of my sponsors, BurgerFi. So guess what? Now at BurgerFi, every Thursday, you can enjoy 50% off all draft beer with the purchase of any burger with fries at all BurgerFi South Florida locations. 50% off. That's amazing. You already know I love BurgerFi, and they have locations in Aventura, Core Gables, Doral, Coral Springs, Delray Beach, Jupiter, and so, so many more. I mean, 
there's pretty much a burger fi wherever you live. And did you know that South Florida Burger Fies offer local craft beer selections from Florida breweries too, so it's a win-win. This is one deal not to miss every Thursday because you can enjoy 50% off all draft beer with a purchase of any burger with fries at all South Florida Burger Fi locations. And you know, Burger Fi uses only 100% natural Angus beef patties with no steroids, antibiotics, growth hormones, chemicals, or additives ever. Now to find a BurgerFi location near you, it's simple. Just go to BurgerFi.com and make sure to check out all BurgerFi locations on Thursday, South Florida, so you can enjoy 50% off all draft beer with the purchase of any burger with fries at all BurgerFi South Florida locations. Make sure you check them out, BurgerFi, or check out BurgerFi.com. And now let's jump into some food news. Milky Way is dropping a brand new candy bar called Milky Way Fudge. Now it's like a normal Milky Way, but with the fudge inside. It still has that layer of caramel inside too, don't you worry. And you can pick these up right now, and they're also available in a share size and a snack bag of minis. Krispy Kreme Donuts has a new glazed donut in stores right now. This donut, the people voted for it back in January. It is a lemon glazed donut, and it'll be in stores all this week, and you'll have until Sunday, April 29th to pick this up and try it for yourself. They say it tastes like a lemon pound cake, so if you love lemon pound cake, you're going to love this donut. Back in January, fans voted for a new flavor over caramel, blueberry, and maple. They picked the lemon. Sonics has a new crispy tenders coming out. These new strips are meatier, juicier, and Sonics have slashed breading by 50% to achieve the texture and meatiness consumers want right now. They also have a new signature sauce of honey mustard and barbecue coming out with these tenders, and these new tenders will be at some stores early next month and at all Sonic locations in mid-June. Now, David Chang's beloved Slam Sauce is getting ready for its nationwide debut. Momofuku has partnered with Heinz Ketchup to bring the sauce to every American household. Right now, you can get a 12-ounce bottle on Amazon for just $7.19 with free one-day prime shipping. If you love Slam Sauce and never got a chance to bring some home with you when you were at Momofuku, if you visited Momofuku, well, now you can. Trader Joe's is now selling a massive birthday cake for less than $7. Trader Joe's now sells the party cake, which feeds 8 to 10 people. Forget this, just $6.99. The cake is not flashy at all, but it is made with two layers of white vanilla cake, vanilla buttercream frosting, and rainbow sprinkles. And you can find the party cake in the Trader Joe's bakery section right now. Now, Bailey's ice cream sandwiches do exist, but only in Australia. These original ice cream sandwiches are flavored with a taste of Bailey's, and the four-pack includes chocolate biscuits filled with creamy ice cream flavored with Bailey's. No word yet if they plan to bring these to the States. Now, Ben & Jerry's has a new flavor, but it's only available at your local Target. The new flavor is called Glant Fire Trail Mix, which combines chocolate ice cream, marshmallow swirls, crunchy pretzel swirls, and fudge-covered almonds. Now, Ben & Jerry's says the flavor is inspired by Glant Fire tales of outdoorsy getaways filled with indoorsy perks. Now, Glant Fire is only available, like I said earlier, at your local Target. Now, you can get whiskey, vodka, and tequila in a box because why not? It's America. Well, Black Box Wines have announced Box Whiskey, Box Vodka, and Box Tequila, and Black Box says that it isn't the bottom-shelf booze you might expect in a the box. They put the same quality they put into their box wines, which have earned them more than 50 gold medals in wine competitions nationwide. Now, these box spirits are available in Colorado, Louisiana, Missouri, New Jersey, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, with more states to come. The Vodka Box retails at $22.99, and the Tequila Whiskey at $24.99 each. And that's all the food news for this week. Remember, every Wednesday on Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E, 
on the story. I bring food news to life. You got to check it out. It's amazing. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. You're going to love it. So what do you say? Let's jump into the food porn of the week. And this week coming to us from at Cheat Day Eats. Make sure you give her a follow at Cheat Day Eats. And she posted the cheesy honey butter biscuits from Tasty Beach Cafe in Miami Beach. It's like holy cheese porn. It's like holy cheese pool. It's amazing. The cheese inside this biscuit just looks insane. You're going to want to eat the screen or lick the screen when you see this. You need to check this place out. It's in Miami Beach, Tasty Beach Cafe. You got to check it out. Plus, they have a mate. If you check out their Instagram, Tasty Beach Cafe, they have a bunch of other things like the Oreo cookies and cream pancakes I posted the other day. You have to check out Tasty Beach Cafe. You have to check out the food porn of the week from at Cheat Day Eats. And you can check it out on Instagram right now at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, if you do see some food porn that you think I should highlight, make sure to tag me at the foodie and we'll talk about it on the next episode. And now the cocktail of the week brought to you by Bonefish Grill. Remember, Bonefish Grill seasonal cocktails are available right now through June 18th. So make sure you check them out. You're going to love them. This week, it is a wild orchid Hawaiian martini from Bonefish Grill. It is a beautiful cocktail. The photo's up on Instagram right now. And it contains a tropical flavored rum, coconut water, simple syrup, palm wonderful, which is a pomegranate juice, lime juice, freshly squeezed, of course, and of course, pineapple juice. This looks delicious. You got to check it out. And of course, you can get this cocktail at your local Bonefish Grill right now because their new seasonal cocktails are available through June 18th. And lucky for you, Bonefish Grill shared with me the recipe and I'm sharing it to you. It's on the website right now, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And you can see the photo on the website or on Instagram at the foodie. And big thanks to Bonefish Grill. And that's it. That's all. That's going to wrap up episode number 28. Thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate it. You subscribe and download and listen to WTF Words of Food on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you do listen to WTF Words of Food on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a review on there. Of course, like I said earlier, we're taking a vacation. Season 1 coming to an end May 8th will be episode number 30, the last episode for season 1. Going to do something in the summer, summer beach house. More info on that coming real soon in July. And, of course, season two kicking back off in September. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheFoodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And, of course, an amazing website, TheFoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And you can listen to full episodes of WTF Words of Food right now on TheFoodie.com as well. A big thank you to Alex, Andy, and Caesar for coming on the show I hope to see each and every one of you at South Florida's Tasting Nation happening this Friday, April 27th. If you're in the South Florida area, going down at Ice Palace Film Studios. Some tickets still available, a link on the website as well, but it's for a great cause. You want to come out, such a great event. South Florida's Tasting Nation, I hope to see you there. I'll be hosting this Friday, April 27th. Thank you again for listening to WTF Where's the Food. My name is Nick, and always remember to hashtag never stop eating. 